Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up? Let's make some announcements. So, Inner Hole Uprising and Marsha's Plate have came together for the past two weeks <laughs> celebrating love and black history. They interviewed Mia and Z um, in an interview um, last week, and they interviewed me this week. We are talking about everything trans, everything love, everything, whether it be from romantic love to platonic loves, all kind of stuff. So, I had a great time. Me and Z had a great time, and we want y'all to go check it out. There, The link is going to be in the bottom for both of those episodes if you missed it. And if you don't listen to Inner Hole Uprising, why are you not? Don't you have an inner hole? Bitch, let it uprise, bitch. Let it uprise. The hole inside of me, it speaks fluid, Maya Angelou, and it says, and still I rise, and I want yours to rise too. Go on, go on over there to Inner Hole Uprising and get your life. Another thing is that my birthday is February 28th. If you want to donate your girls something, a dollar, a two, a five, a ten, whatever it is to show your appreciation for the doll, I would appreciate it. It's on the 28th of February. It's coming up next week. And you can donate and send me anything you want. Um, my cash app is money sign diamond styles, D-I-A-M-O-N-D-S-T-Y-L-Z. Um, and you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So next month on March the 13th, we will be in Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest conference. We were there last year, had an amazing time, met some amazing people. And so they invited us back. Um, so inner hole uprising, tea with queen and Jay, Marsha's plate. Um, I think half of bag ladies, We'll be there celebrating, teaching motherfuckers, <laughs> educating, and just being the bad bitches that we are. So if you are in Austin, Texas, or going to South by Southwest, make sure you let us know. Hit us up. And we are going to have a meetup on the 13th. So we will give details later about that. Back to the show. Hey. Hello. What's hey, that? guys. How are y'all? Hello. <laughs> Greetings. Hello. 
Diamond's a new song that you guys did not get to hear yet. Got me wanting to try to sing here and there. And uh, I can't carry a tune, bitch. <laughs> um, so shout out to Don Cheeto. Oh, yeah. Oh. Shout out to Don Cheeto. Yeah, he Who's was that? on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> he played on Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. Oh, oh, but I heard he was homophobic. So when I heard I seen this, I said, Oh, cute. Yeah, you did tell me that. So yes, I've seen some I'm not saying this is true, Mm -hmm. but I also not like horrible, horrible things, but um you know, I even though I'm their rise for even doing a little bit. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't know, he wore a shirt that said "Protect Trans Kids" on Saturday Night Live, which is really, really yeah. cool. And it was an, a really big platform to share that opinion. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. To what to make that statement? Yes, absolutely. So guess what, y'all? What? There's Chicken a butt. new scamming queen on top of the hill. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, Joanne Prada has been knocked. <laughs> no, I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. So, y'all know the update is that Girl. the Chicago Police Department Girl. is saying <laughs> that Jesse, Jesse, Smell it. Jesse girl. I didn't know his Set sister up. was Journey though. Yeah. Oh, she was a star. Wow. <laughs> she I was the boy that. who had the most success. They all do something. But Jesse Smollett has been, you know, the Chicago police said they feel like he hired them fine ass Nigerian men to do something. <laughs> Baby. I wanted them to um create a plot, bitch, so we could get the pot boiling and stuff, <laughs> bitch. Let's come with some girl. Y'all you girls know how to act, bitch. Yes. Hopefully um, that was not the team. Maybe you know, maybe they're trying to get the girls together by perpetrating this evidence. I'm gonna be positive. Uh, yeah, because, honey, we know this is one of the corrupt, uh, yeah. one of the most corrupt police departments in the world. See? So we ain't going to act like we go, we totally believe them motherfuckers. Girl, <laughs> did you do not get the, get the green light <laughs> right, exactly. at all, bitch. Uh, where he find them Girl. Nigerians at, though? I want them to gay bash, gay bash my booty out. So, bitch, BBC's from Africa, darling. It is Black History Month, bitch. It's the name, anyway. So, I'm just, I'm just joking, babe. I thought it was confusing (laughs) because I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was two. I mean, a few MAGA people with white people. I mean, white people. That's what that was the story. That's the scam, right? It made the MAG. Oh, okay. So I was watching Madison T.S. Madison's live, mm-hmm. and they were having a conversation. On she went to I mean, see what everybody was talking about. So mm-hmm. she had two gay men on there, from what I've seen. And she's like, "What do you think about it? Like, what do you think?" And she was saying that her opinion on it was, "Okay, we know that police are corrupt. Could it have been that?" In a way, something was slipped in, you know, it was just like they just lying, but they lying on them, lying on him. And then the two gay men were like, no, because let's be unbiased here for a second. We want to believe that (laughs) that something really happened. But no, he's using it as um like martyr yeah as a a martyr stance like he's using it to make more money to make um 
you know, use LGBT on his back and use black people being black on his back to propel him to a certain state. And so you set this situation up to where you can be the martyr and Mm -hmm. then... Your empire views could go up. No, but they were saying there was nothing wrong with the empire views. It was the individual thing. Like, And then he was... uh, One of the guys was also saying it doesn't make sense for somebody to recognize him as Jesse Smollett on a black show. If they don't like black people that much, why would they be watching a black show? Because I honestly didn't know who Jesse Smollett was. I don't watch Empire. So I was like, hmm, that makes sense to me mm. like if i didn't know and i'm black then I, and sense. i don't watch empire and you got white people that don't like mm. right. so i was like Ooh. Well, i wasn't there so it's up in the air because so. mm. <laughs> i just don't understand how to can find this this video footage after all these videos that was i mean cameras that's in the area like how is it that hard unless the police are, are being are playing witchcraft? Somebody somebody <laughs> has some sorcery going on in this whole yeah, this somebody. whole experience. Either one. Some, I don't know. Some witchcraft. I feel like I agree. See. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse, I keep saying Jesse shit. Jesse. Mr. Smollett. And Jesse Roll. Uh, you might not listen to Marsha's play. <laughs> But just in case you do, mm-hmm. I want you to understand that you really just set black. If you did this, let me do that. And we're not saying that you did. Because we made a whole episode about it, right? Yeah. We was behind you. We, we, was we behind still you. are. But no, no, no. But we said, we uh, we, cl- we made it me. clear that we there was some fishy shit going on. It <laughs> just looked a little witchy, girl. That's it. It just looked a little witchy. That's we it. We didn't want to totally discredit you. No. We, you know, we said no that there's some things that we didn't understand, and we just no want to let the evidence come out. <laughs> no shade, you know. So anyway, if uh-huh. you did, I we we want to hope here at Marcia's Play, we uh-huh. want to hope that you didn't do this mm-hmm. as a setup. What kind of we kind of don't we kind of we don't want to believe that there's people out here bashing LGBT folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want it to be that far. Yeah, but yeah. also, we don't want LGBT folks to be out here setting up fake bashings either. Right. We have wow. enough real bashings in the world, exactly. right? Don't we? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. As yes. three black trans people, who knows yes. how that goes down? Mm-hmm. We have enough real bashing things yes. to happen that we can use to boost somebody up. Little if kids we are literally committing suicide. suicide. Especially in the black community. Right, um, the rate this year, well, this past two years has grown yeah, extremely high. For the children. <laughs> so, Jesse, please, 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 please understand that you just set us back when it comes to folks who actually are suffering real violence. I don't watch Empires, never been my thing. But this whole crying wolf type of situation, like, Little boy wolf, mm-hmm. you love that little. We all know that little story. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep saying there's a wolf and the wolf ain't there. They keep coming to check, but then when a wolf actually does come up, they don't believe you. Well, you know what? I just, I really, I really want to hope deep down inside that girl. That's just some evidence that they have overlooked, and bitch, it- which is totally possible. But like I said, I thought there was some fishy stuff going on. I just don't think because he's a celebrity, the they would play the game of, you get what I'm saying? They, I feel like they would leave everything unturned. They would want to show off their skills of investigating and oh, finding yeah. the people. I don't think that they would really set a lie and say, 
I think he set this up if they didn't really believe it, mm-hmm. especially this type of high profile case. Mm-hmm. So that's just being honest. Um, I think people who do shit like this, if you did it, they derail real activism. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Cause bitch, this had got national attention. Yeah, it's like you celebrity. I was I only knew about it because I saw so many celebrities posting it. I was like, what? The I would be so on? over it if this is a hoax. Please God, don't let it be one because I would be so over it because it would be so embarrassing. If it is, how <laughs> you gonna handle it? I mean. I mean, the, the but, okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If it is, then the girl, that's just the individual basis. But the evidence that it does happen in real life is something that cannot be misconstrued. Can't be denied at all. It's like, my thing is, what I'm seeing is people's concern to be right. Like, I keep seeing people say, well, see, I told you so. I knew it. Yeah. That, that, um, that concern to be right instead of the concern from for i see more concern to be right than i do see for concern of real black mm-hmm. <laughs> lgbt victims mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. or concerned about how this was a will affect future real mm-hmm. lgbt victims right. like future when when we do come out and say something happened mm-hmm. that really didn't happen it reminds me of like um false rape accusers when we know statistically that most People who say that they've been raped, they've been raped. Mm. Statistically, it's the truth. It's the majority that is real. But that one bitch who's talking about, ah, uh, they raped me. Some black dudes raped me. <laughs> and and really, black, bitch, and you actually nothing happened. Fuck or nothing somebody happened got cowgirl. Or, or nothing happened at all. Or, yeah. And you know, and then somebody's getting to, going to jail, and then you got the patriarchal men. See? They be lying. See? <laughs> got them. Mm-hmm. What? Just like that rape victim that had got um all those views off of her Facebook live. I guess she had recorded herself getting raped in mm-hmm. um Atlanta at the opera and like they showed like videos of her twerking on stage. I think it was before she got raped and mm-hmm. I don't think she had any panties on. But does that justify her getting raped? No, not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean uh I, I what? Why did you bring that up? I thought you was going somewhere with that. Where but, would you go with that? Because you were talking about how men try to justify raping someone. So I had uh-huh. brought that up as an example. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. thought you was bringing up as an example like, oh, she had no panties on. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So niggas will use these false alleg- alleg- allegations mm-hmm. as evidence like anecdotal evidence for see see mm-hmm. gotcha see this is what we're talking about mm-hmm. when they be lying you can't just believe them when really statistically most of them are telling the truth yeah like, because when the they fact. did it when they when they were talking about that diamond uh-huh. um about the rape or about her rape mm-hmm. they <laughs> all down the timeline they all you seen was videos and pictures of her twerking with no panties on mm-hmm. although you can also see in the video she's literally crying help because she's getting raped like you mm-hmm. can see that this is not fake yeah yeah so I don't know, Jesse. I feel like you. If this was, I, I'm, I'm really curious. It, it, like, what was the motivation from this? Like, what did you? If, if that would explain what you said, Z, about what they were talking about on mm-hmm. T.S. Madison's um, little live, where I want to put a 
put a platform, like get a build a platform of activism? I don't know, but you already a celebrity. You already a part of a popular show. Mm-hmm. You already like you can start this. Like you can start doing something else to build that kind of platform. Yeah. I'm really trying to understand the motivations. He, One of the motivations that I heard was that he was supposedly getting kicked off of Empire and he wanted to build mm-hmm. this kind of likableness and sympathy so that they wouldn't kick him off. What? Oh, girl. He he chose to break the internet off. See, which is popular. Like people do when they go viral. It does like whether they shoot like they like some people like the controversy. If that makes sense, Stunt. like some people, yeah, some people like that. Like cast tags, like just people. Like even if you don't like them, like they just like it'll still make me money. And then even if you don't like me, yeah. even if I did lie. Some people don't mind because they choose to go for fame and money that much. Right. <laughs> but so. if, but even though if he was trying to build a platform like that, because I, I definitely agree with you because people, people do do that. You already have like all of these nominate. You have these awards and you're already a great actor. Like you should still have opportunity for other projects that probably will put you in better light. I don't know. Yeah, well, even if know. that was the case, and that don't mean that he believed that, right? You don't know what's going on in his state of mind. Mm-hmm. I just hope that this isn't true, Jesse. I hope you come with some real tea. I hope that you come and defend yourself because you mighty quiet. You got up on stage <laughs> and was and was milking the sympathy. Where you at now, sweetie? When the what's up? Because it's been like it's been some hours, it's girl. Been you know, a couple of days. You son, social yeah. media, bitch. It's supposed to word out. Uh, instant response, girl. No shame. When we talk about milking activism, that leads us into our first topic. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Sean King, he's an activist, a very popular activist. Um, he's along the lines of D. Ray, you know, those popular activist people. Um, he's known for helping out with fundraising. He's been a part of like Tamir's Rice's fundraising. There actually was a hold up with that. Um, basically, the it was like $60,000 that was donated to a caring account for the mom to be able to bury Tamir Rice and whatnot. And there was a hold up with the money. Like it wasn't any money that was given to the mom or anything. And it was like all the money was given. It was six thousand dollars. And the mom was like, Yeah, our son still ain't buried. And then Sean King did tweeting like he was furious and all of this and all that. And um there was actually a there's been a lot of talk about him being a scam artist, like a fundraising scam artist. There's still like a lot of controversy around as if if he's reliable. So I want to go about and there's there's many other organizations where people are saying that people are just taking the money and just going and just feeding themselves with it and not really helping what they trying to say they do it like what they trying to say they helping for. Mm -hmm. And there's a term called astroturfing. Um, If y'all look that up, it's basically like people it's like grassroots organizations where people kind of um where they just they like for instance i used this example earlier like mcdonald's paying somebody to make like paying people to make a line to stand in line for their burgers and 
is making it seem like the people are there themselves. Like people trying different tactics to bring in money mm. to try to make it seem like it's something when it's not. Right. If that makes sense. So I wanted to go around the conversation if y'all ever encounter like a scam or like a scam fundraising and how do you how did y'all go about it and i also want to talk about ways to where you can find out if the fundraiser is legitimate or if the organization is legitimate or the charity is legitimate okay interesting mm-hmm. i feel like there is a lot of organizations that are using activism as a hustle mm-hmm there are a lot of people that are using activism as a hustle. There is just a lot of organizations who necessarily, they can do great work and they get a lot of donations and they do some great work, but they also could do better in their financial practices. Mm-hmm. There's a wide range of different type of people. And then there's some really legit great organizations out here doing great work. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently had an incident where my image was being used in a campaign Mm-hmm. with a group f- for the financial benefit of a group that I just have heard horrible things about in regard to their finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I don't go by hearsay, mm-hmm. but there are certain friends and people and elders who I am in direct proximity to who mm-hmm. are my friends who are my mentors who i trust their word who mm-hmm. have direct you get what i'm saying who mm-hmm. have direct connection to this particular organization it's been more than one person for you well, exactly it's yeah. multiple people and not just mm-hmm. like oh just whispers in the night i'm talking mm-hmm. about big trans elders who who've been doing the work for years mm-hmm. who you know they just have an established record of mm-hmm. trustworthiness and you know they're telling me people they're using money to buy bags and using money to buy cars and using the money to buy fancy hotels and da 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 all mm. this kind of crazy stuff and so for me if i know that an organization is not doing right i don't want to be associated with them mm-hmm. and so recently i was associated without my permission um, and I particularly asked not to be associated and still, once again, they used me, used that, not me. Cause I'm not no fucking celebrity. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's not like, Oh my, I'm bringing tons of money to the, the it's not that mm-hmm. it's just, if I specifically ask not to be used mm-hmm. and then I get promised that, Oh, well, we're not going to put their name within your on the campaign with them with you on the camp on the thing Mm -hmm. and then you particularly say you don't do it and then come days later to do it i feel like that's disrespectful Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah anybody would agree yeah and so for me i don't want my name associated at all with scamming people Mm -hmm. i don't want my name associated with even if it's a little bit of association I have I have an integrity that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I have an integrity that um that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I like to be transparent. I like even in regards to Marsha's plates business. Mm-hmm. Like, am I totally transparent with y'all? Mm-hmm. Yes. All the time. Because I don't want I don't I never want to be in any kind of situation where you guys are feeling some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in any kind of situation where you don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in any kind of situation where I'm giving to some, I'm giving our money to some organization that 
fucked you over. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And you know it and you tell me that I'm like, oh, I gave him uh, uh, $50 just um, last mm-hmm. week. No, I wanted to be clear and understanding that, hey, we want we want what when Marcha Play gives to people that it be shit that we know about mm-hmm. that to right. people that we know about people who support us, people who, um, who we know is doing great work. I don't want it. To, I don't want our name or my name, particular Diamond Styles to be associated with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, sometimes I am going to have to say no to certain events. I'm going to have to say no and make a situation a little bit awkward. Sometimes I'm going to have to say no and make a situation a little bit more difficult so that it still aligns with who I say I am. So it aligns with the work that I want to do, that I strive to do. The integrity that I want to represent when I come into a room, when I'm a part of something. So give you a little bit, a bit of the details. So Black Trans TV hit me up about using my picture on um, a campaign for TWOC. TWOC is Trans Women of Color Collective. Um, they're an organization based out on the East Coast. I do not know these girls personally. But I know of them. I have been around them. I've spoke to them. I felt their energy. Um, I have heard problematic things. I have seen problematic things. And I have felt problematic energy for me. So being that that is the truth, being that that is my experience with this particular organization. I told them specifically, I said, when they hit me up about using my picture in order to benefit that organization, I said, well, leave me out of this particular um, campaign. You guys have um, used my pictures before and that was totally fine. But this particular one, leave me out of this campaign. That's just not, I don't want to be a part of this one. Their response to me After telling them that I do not want to be a part, don't use me in this one. Their response to me was, oh, we're obligated to post in threes. We're obligated. We uh, our obligation to support this campaign. The ball is already rolling. I don't I can um, read it. But if y'all want the receipts, I'll show the receipts. (laughs) But they went on to um, just basically say that they are obligated in this situation to use my image. And so the compromise that they said, but since you're sharing your concerns before they gave the compromise, I still was flabbergasted because I don't care what obligation you have. You're talking about using me in a campaign. If I say I don't want you to to want you to do it, then don't do it. I think the integrity, if you are talking about empowering trans women, how can you empower trans women and disrespect them by using their image that they say they don't want you to use it for? That's number one. Number two is. The compromise was, which I accepted. Let me understand that. So the compromise was when we posted, we just won't use, we won't use their hashtag. So it'll be basically um, my picture and then it won't be, they, um, T-Walk won't be involved in the situation. Okay. Like they won't, they won't, um, they won't do the hashtag. And I was like, okay, so I'm already feeling some kind of way, but. You know, I'm, this is a uh, this is an awkward awkward situation. I say I, I don't want this. I don't I don't want this to turn into some kind of issue with me and T Walk. Not that I care. I'm a 
I'm a, you know, I, I'm going to keep it real anyway. I'm not scared of nobody. So, but I don't like to be in mess. So I say, well, leave this conversation between us. Let's not worry about it. And because I don't want this to turn into something messy, but I, you know, I don't really want to be a part of this, but the compromise you said, you're not going to put their name in under my pictures and da, 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 da. Cool. I'll take that. So being that you promised me that, and that was the compromise, I say, okay, cool. No big deal. I, like I said, I'm not some celebrity. I'm not Laverne. I'm not Janet Mock. I'm not um, Candace Keene. I'm not, I'm not anybody that's going to just bring, honey, bring you tons of coin just because you post me. No, I, I, I'm under no delusions about that. But it's still my integrity that needs to be intact when you are using my image for a particular campaign. So when the campaign started and they posted the picture, Black Trans TV did not post what they did what they said they were going to do. They did not post the hashtag. They did not post um, any kind of hint of them being involved in under my picture, which was cool. But what they did not do is convey it to the other people involved. And so the other people were tagging me and T walk in post and it just annoyed the fuck out of me because I didn't understand if I say that I don't want this to happen, why wouldn't you convey it to the other people? That just seems like it's common sense for you to do. Like if I say if I tell you I'm concerned about the practices of an organization and I don't want to be associated with them and then you come up with a compromise. I expect you to convey that compromises to the other people involved in promoting this. And so they didn't. And the reason why they gave me that they did not do that is because in my previous message to them, I said, I did not want this situation to be public. So they didn't tell the other people about what I said because I told them I didn't want it to be public. Now, maybe that's a miscommunication and I can understand that kind of, but if, if I say that this is my concern, I feel like it's common sense that you could say, hey, don't use diamond on that particular instance. <laughs> don't I feel like you can use there's tons of other trans folks that you can use. Don't use diamond. That's number one. But if if I say I don't want it and you your compromise was to not put them on, on under my pictures, I feel like you can convey to them without sharing what we talked about to uh, convey to them to not put the hashtag to not put them in under my pictures. I just, I just, I, I didn't understand it. And so when I hit them up and asked them about it, they was like, we totally understand. We totally get it. But I just didn't feel that they did. I didn't feel that they undid. I, I didn't feel that they understood what I meant when it come, when I, what I meant when I say, I want my movements to represent a certain level of integrity. I want my associations to represent a certain level of integrity and how I move in the world is going to reflect that. And to me, by them not conveying what I feel in regards to the situation, it was silencing, silencing me. It was indirectly violent. Um, I don't think the intent was to be harmful, but the impact was harmful. It was annoying. It made me uncomfortable and I didn't like it. I felt disrespected. I felt um, I did not feel empowered. I felt like I was being silenced. Like I'm like, you're not giving a fuck about what I'm saying. You're not giving a fuck about um, 
my concerns, and I'm trying to teeter this line of, I don't want to ruin your relationship with T-Walk. If y'all are having good business practices together and you are trying to build community with them, great. Go ahead. I just don't want to be a part of it. And I don't want to ruin y'all situation. So just don't have me in it. I just felt like it was the most common sense thing that they didn't get. I, I just didn't get it. And then being that I'm not Jenny Mock, being that I'm not Laverne, it's not going to hurt you to not have me and pick somebody else that is just like me. There's tons of people like me that you can use that are not on that big upper echelon of activism or whatever. So I didn't feel like not using me was um, that they even thought about it being an option. They literally said, well, we're, we can, we already got it in the queue, which I'm like, this is fucking IG, IG post or whatever. I, I, I don't know. It was weird. So I didn't understand it. I think their good intention in building community and fundraising and what they do really, really well. I think they were blinded by achieving that. So they ignored what I needed as an individual. And in turn, disrespected me, silenced me. Didn't consider what I wanted. Didn't really listen to what I have to say. Didn't really heard it, but didn't really get it. And so they just went on as business as usual. And that's not integrity. Sometimes you have to, you got to ask around. You got to ask around before you create these campaigns with these different people who you don't know, who you might not know. You mm. have to ask around to trusted people in the community. You ask, you, and, and don't just take one person's word for it. Ask around, like mm-hmm. ask multiple people mm-hmm. and see, because this particular situation, if you ask around, you know what's up. You would, that you would know what the situation was. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think that just like the Jesse Smollett shit, I think bad activism like that, fraudulence and scam and just not doing right when people are giving you donations out of the kindness in their heart, out of the out of the in the the feeling to feel like they're helping with your drive. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you're undermining the activism as a whole, especially mm-hmm. the legit, legit one, right. because then now I'm finding out you're going to you're going to Hawaii on my coin, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you done bought a brand new but BMW or whatever you've bought, or going to get um, whatever it is you've done. You doing all this crazy ass shit, and come on, you just that's not what, what the intention of me giving you my coins was for. Mm-hmm. And you should be, yeah. Yeah, I, I just you should definitely if 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 you trying to use that as a platform to hustle, it's just it'll make people weary. Yeah, it's it's making people weary to even contribute to any type of type of um fundraiser. Is this a scam? Is this not a scam? You know, yeah. is this a setup? Like what is this? Just it's it's been a lot of history of people like people within their own kind to get you know above 
you know, just selling out in a way. and Steve Harvey. Yeah, preying on people <laughs> and, you know, like how they would, like like how some white people from fucking government will pay some guys, you know, some black guys to pretend like they want to be a part of the Black Panther movement or something like that. And mm-hmm. people just taking the money and just selling out people and mm-hmm. just like discredit all the organizations. And as part of the, a lot of the reasons why a lot of the organizations fell. Absolutely. Yeah, because like people wanted to sell out and wanted mm-hmm. to dismantle everything. It, well, a lot of it probably wasn't a lot of their intentions to begin with. I'm gonna dismantle all this, and a lot of people was just like, "Well, I'm gonna, just, I, I gotta get up, like up. I gotta make my money." Like, right? It's about me. It's about right. my survival. Mm-hmm. And you know that is effective capitalism. Mm-hmm. Like another thing that I learned recently, um, like the coyote system when it comes to immigrants trying to get over here, mm-hmm. like. There are people who sneak them over, but there are some legit people who help you get over to America's. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who I'm just trying to take your money and I'll leave you out in the desert to starve because mm-hmm. this is my hustle for me to survive. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. You trying to live, go out to freedom and you paying these people to get you um, not to freedom. That's not a, <laughs> to get over to America for the American dream for a better life. Mm-hmm. You and then you give your money to somebody who you think is going to take you to the right place to get across the border, mm-hmm. and they leave you in the bushes it's with gonna no make water, you a shady no food, person. no nothing. It's going to make me not even want to fuck with people like that, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some type of vengeance. Like, especially, okay, I don't know why I wanted to reference this, mm-hmm. but it made me think of this like when the girls, the working girls, would rob. Or trick some of the clients and yeah. then they have this vengeance. So they go back and they either rob and they kill the other girls and I mean, probably multiple girls. Mm-hmm. Or they play games with them because, oh, is somebody you're trying to rob? I'm scary mm-hmm. now. So now I normally would come and not waste your time. But now I'm scary because bitches don't rob me. Mm-hmm. But then what situation put those girls in a situation where they needed to rob? You see what I'm saying? Like, what situation put those coyotes in the situations where they needed to trick these people and leave them out there and not have any empathy for them to care about? Mm-hmm. What kind of situation do we put? Do, does the system put the trans people who are the trans, the LGBT, the Jesse Smollett, well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but whoever to need the coin to hustle people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like what is, what type of situation is not necessarily Jesse doesn't fit that narrative, but what kind of situation are they in to be able to, where this is the hustle that I got to do mm-hmm. in order to survive. And it's hard to tell because it's like online fundraising is like at a rise and campaigns mm-hmm. is like on the ultimate rise right now. And then like all these small organizations, you know, they come in and they promote and, you know, I'm a black business support us. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like that. And it's hard to, especially because of like, I want to get into how you can find when a charity is legit. It's hard to tell when it's like people in your community, like how do you legitimize them and know that they're not just for money? I guess you just have to just know them personally, like, and ask around the community. Yeah. So it's just like, you ask around. Yeah. (laughs) But as far as like the, the bigger ones, I know that you can go on FTC on the website um they give you tips on how to how to know when somebody is most likely a scam artist um if you google them then and if it says like 
complaints or scam is most likely a scam because i've seen that before i've looked up companies mm-hmm. where i'm like hmm, i'm not sure about that and then it'll come out like complaints or scam next to the name yeah. or if you ask the person um for more details like where that where's where is their organization organization based in um the name addresses and if they don't want to give it they're most likely not legitimate um yeah they basically got a whole bunch of different tips on there it's like a lot of tips as to how to know when a charity organization is legit or not mm-hmm. but have you had an experience me me um honestly Oh, that's not so bad. But, I mean, the only experience I've had is from when I was trying to buy some weave. And I like, I, I, I like, I like <laughs> really good pop- What? That's not charity, but. Uh, can you take but that you out? Can, you can <laughs> <laughs> no, take that out. The wait, hair wait. people do scam you. <laughs> they were, they were trying, baby, listen. I was, I was trying to, uh, I haven't had an experience, but I was going to give, um, an example kind of um kind of mirror example that you just gave as far as what to check for um the reviews and stuff because that's that's what i did that's what i do i do the same thing and that's why i would do any place i would decide to give my a company i would decide to give my money to i would definitely research like that's that's what i do with everything like if i decided i wanted to get a surgery if i decided i wanted to get hormones like whatever i do i always do a lot of research especially if i'm I'm going for jobs i don't draw i don't know i'm just detailed like that because i don't like to waste my time like i don't i don't want to go and do all this extra shit for a job that's only going to pay me $2.50 plus tips. And I'm not saying that's not, I don't say nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that because, bitch, you can make a coin. You can make $135 a night or more, depending on what you're doing. But I'm saying you could run into a place that's a pyramid scheme, too, and, yeah, be, like, and be over no, it. What was that shit that I went to see? Um, Noni International. It was some kind of Noni Juice Pyramid <laughs> Scheme, bitch. This fine ass nigga had to be a nigga that put me into this shit. <laughs> so this fine ass nigga, he was like six five, chocolate. I was like, oh, he wants me to go to this thing with him. Cute, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I get in there and sit down, and everybody all hyping, happy to see you. Like you just knew this was a scam. <laughs> yeah, <you just> know. <laughs> Ooh, you can sign up here. What's your credit card number? Yeah, we all do it. And wow. It's like a big group. Like they done rented out a fucking um, hotel ballroom, and it's wow. like a big group, and they all in Hyping into the scam. Child is young. <laughs> I've been the one. I looked at him, nigga. I just was trying to get some dick, and now I get <laughs> set up in no scheme. You trying to give me some dick? Or no, because I'm about to get up out of here. Maybe <laughs> he said, oh, you're interested? Let's go to this meeting. Though. I got that dick, though. Now, no, oh, no, the real Noni Juice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But, yes, Noni International, that's a fucking scheme. So if they was trying to wear you out, This they probably don't do that no more, but that's old. It's about 10 years ago. But it's bullshit. They was, you can, you can <laughs> feel it. Like you can, the, like, you can feel fraudulent in energy. You can, you can tell fake. I can feel it. Like, have you ever heard? Have you ever been around somebody that you know don't like you, but are like, hey, how you doing? And smiling, all this extra, mm-hmm. like a energy that feel that yeah. energy, yeah. And for me, what protects me is I really only invest organizations that 
I have direct connections to, mm-hmm. like direct. They have done right by me when it comes to money. They have done right by me when it comes to like paying me for my work. They have mm-hmm. done, you get what I'm saying? Like it's certain organizations that I'm not a part of, but they have done by, right by me when it comes mm-hmm. to my coins. Mm-hmm. And so them, I also love to give directly to people in need. Like mm-hmm. if I want, like there was a girl she was trying to go to law school and she had already, she got accepted. She had already got her, um, you know, her acceptance letter, the scholarships was ready to go, but she was had to move to another city and could not afford the move. Mm-hmm. And so I sent her the money to, to help her, to help her with the move or what oh, I that was bomb. You know, I sent her what, what I had. Mm-hmm. So, I know the girl. I know the work that she does. Mm-hmm. I know her situation. And so I'm helping her directly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's just kind of how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. if, like for example, I'm not about to go give my coins to Salvation Army. I'm not about to go. Not, not that I know anything. I don't. That I'm not about to do that. What I'm about to do, go in these apartments, which I've done every year since I've been in these apartments. Find a black woman with some black kids and pay for some clothes and uh and games and whatever for her children because mm-hmm. i can see them kids every day i see them playing and running around and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna pick her to take care of her children because i know her i see her struggling i see her by herself in her apartment i'm i'm gonna mm-hmm. directly affect that person because right. i don't because i don't know what the organization is doing because mm-hmm. it may not be the head that's fucking up it may be the one accountant being shady taking some coins the off runner the, top. the runner the what you don't know <laughs> it could be that one person but mm-hmm. for me when i directly give to somebody for me it makes me it takes pressure off it like mm-hmm. i know i know that hey this is going to this particular person for this particular reason. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the results because, ooh, I see that little boy running around in the shoes that I bought him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see her in school posting her grades, doing her thing. So for me, that's what helps me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need it to be a big organization. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to give my money to a big organization. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same exact way. I don't I don't yeah. really trust. I always hear too much. If I even have to hear like a couple of stories about it, I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. I, I also am a direct person when yeah. it comes to that. And then like HRC, um, Humans Rights Campaign. I think that's what it stands for. Um, the little yellow, the blue with the yellow equal sign or some shit. Mm-hmm. The gay they big wigs in the activist shit. Mm-hmm. Like they was donating to motherfuckers campaign that wasn't for the people what? yeah exactly <laughs> you got stuff like that the yeah. same thing with peter i think yeah. like they talk about like human like animals and whatnot you know they pro-vegan artists but you'll hear of them donating to specific people that yeah eat, it gets like real meat. witchy so that's yeah why I it's just too rat. much it's exactly. just too much going on so I don't know. I just feel like you be careful who you give your money to. Only give it to people who you trust. Do your research. Do your research. On <laughs> your research. Like in that, before and that you could spend be, your coins. That could be calling around and asking people, "Hey, what have you heard about these people?" And you don't have to take one person's word for it. Mm-hmm. Take multiple people. Ask mm-hmm. around and see what's this organization doing. How is their money practices? Have you heard about them? Have you heard about anything? Mm-hmm. Especially before you get into situations with them where you're doing business with them and they could really tarnish your particular brand mm-hmm. and you could be legit. 
And you can be cool, but because you in cahoots with them, I'm going to be side-outing you because mm, mm-hmm. I know they shady, so mm, I may not trust you now. You see what I'm saying? Right. You have to be really careful, especially if you are trying to build a brand and build an organization and build a community, an active community building platform. If you mm-hmm. are doing that, you have to be really, really conscious oh, about yes. who you are getting into bed with. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. My topic today <laughs> has to do with her. Turfs. Mm-hmm. Tell us t- what turfs is. Oh, I was about to ask y'all to give me the definition. Oh, child. I know what turf we... is. I did my research. Go y'all ahead. give it to us. Oh, you oh. want us to give? It, you want ah. me to give it to you? Um, yes. Turf stands for um, is T E R F. So <laughs> trans exclusive, trans exclusive radical feminism. Is that it? To be honest, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, wow. that is. It is term T E R F, trans exclusionary radical feminism. First yes. of all, <laughs> that's what Z, it is. Z, you're talking about, wow, you didn't confirm or deny if it wasn't. <laughs> I think it stands for tired in raunchy fuckers. <laughs> 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 I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with him. I'm here for that. Yes. Come on, tired and raunchy fuckers. You need to put that on like a hat or put a shirt. the texting in the end mm-hmm. instead of saying and and. Yes. So these are okay. So we're talking about a specific turf today, and she goes by the name of. Wait, we got to get go through for that. We can't be funny. So, oh. TERFs are, there is a sector of feminists. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you're going to have the definition. Definition. Yes. Okay. Where there is a sector of feminists who do not feel that trans people, particularly trans women, mm-hmm. should not be included in the feminist movement. They should not be included in spaces with women they should not be included in spaces that benefit women um they feel that um that basically as this turf says that if you're a man that identifies as a woman then you're still a biologically a man Mm-hmm. Or you're you're still you're still a man, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how she feels. Basically, she said, "What's her name?" Her name is Julia Beck. 
So mm-hmm. she's a, a lesbian, trans, exclusive, ration, rational fem, feminist. Ooh, oh, Lord. they say rational. Rational. I say well, no, trans. No, no, no ridiculous. Ridic- radical. Radical. Oh, Get wow. Now, listen, can you take that off? <laughs> Not how these people on Marcia's Play see me study with the word study. Wow. The way I really fucked that word up. Yes, radical. radical. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Diamond. See, that's what we need you here. You're going to take that out, though, right? Because nah. that was that was horrible. That was kind of funny, though. Nope. <laughs> Bro. They can never give me no slack. I be fucking up words all the time. They okay. Not like that, though. I couldn't even pronounce it. Okay, so. Uh, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist is what TERF means. Mm-hmm. So, she basically got ex- ex- extensive coverage about um, everything that she, how she feels. She feels like she is the most um, banned, hated, hated lesbian. lesbian in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, she she goes in saying the reason why is because basically she believes that a man that uh, that perceives himself to be a woman is still a man. Also, she believes that trans men are basically lesbians who decide to present masculine. Butch. Yes. Studs. And that's how she refers to. Them. Well, Butch is more white. Studs is more black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. She she refers to them as lesbians who transition, um, which is not always the case. Like you and like I to to bring that up. To be honest, I I was actually looking at this um, this argument on Facebook, and somebody was saying that how it was it was a woman. I, I'm guessing she was lesbian. She was saying basically, how do you go from one? How do you go from woman? to trans and not from woman butch to trans mm-hmm. right like <laughs> like I, i'm seeing all these women decide to be to be trans but why aren't you going in a, a, a specific order aren't you supposed to be a butch first and then trans and then i had to tell her i was like girl it's not there's not a specific way that you transition like everybody mm-hmm. is different so and there is some people who are in that category mm-hmm. i think i guess me and you i don't know about mia what but me and you went through a stage where we yeah I lived know, as a yeah you didn't really live as a gay boy right Mm-mm, i was androgynous oh well that's kind of still that middle area but i didn't uh i didn't associate myself identify myself as gay Okay. Oh. So I guess us, since yeah. you don't want to be a part of it. But I mean, it's not that big. So, Listen, bitch, I had us. a talk about anyway, Oh, I'm girl. I'm just Dude, kidding. I'm I just did. Kidding. I, for a little bit in between my transition, I identified as a gay male because I didn't have language yeah, to explain either. anything or yeah. didn't, you know, I hadn't been. You know, I didn't have language for it until I learned the language. Really, for me, it wasn't like I read some books and said, oh, look, that's trans. I'm that. (laughs) It wasn't that. It was I saw people when I went to the gay club for myself. Mm -hmm. I saw gay men and I was trying to be a part of that. And I didn't feel included in that. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel Same that that me. was me because that was the majority, right? Yeah, well, when we went to the club in in, in our teen years, me and my friends, <coughs> I was like, okay, well, this is free. Like, I'm like, okay, oh, this is free. We had a club with our, with queer folks, and it's like, oh, like it felt mm-hmm. comfortable in the sense that, oh, we all are 
you know, we all assigned male at birth and, you know, we like boys and da 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 da. But the trans thing hadn't, I was uncomfortable in the space, but it hadn't presented itself. I was like, mm, this doesn't feel like me. This doesn't feel totally like I fit in, but this is the closest thing that I have right now. Mm-hmm. This is the closest thing that allowed me the freedom to express. So the more times I came to this club, the more more feminine I started to present. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. So, so it was, like, oh, it was like, oh, I can be free. And I just kept, I was mm-hmm. one of the people who came in there always as a girl. Mm-hmm. And so it was... And then when I met these, I was on it. Like I said, I think I t- told this story before. I was on a bus stop and I saw these people who I knew they were trans because, you know, I clocked them and mm-hmm. I'm this little young little gay thing and I'm sitting on the bus <laughs> stop and I'm hearing their conversation and I'm hearing what they're talking about and I'm hearing, I'm seeing them and I'm like, oh my God, these, I had the horrible language. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they're my men oh ah. they're so pretty <laughs> like i'm a i think i was like 12 i think i, I was little uh. and so i'm looking i'm like oh my god they're my boys by myself i'm not talking to anybody <laughs> i'm not telling you know uh-huh. i'm by myself but in my mind oh my god what why are, how are they doing that <laughs> like i'm i'm gagged they're and they're just they're just talking and carefree. And, carefree. and so they talk about this doctor named Dr. Garfield that would give them hormones. And they start talking about how da 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 da. Like they just was having the normal trans conversation, two trans girlfriends chit 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 chat and talking. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know that baby, this little flower <laughs> behind them was, was soaking, in, soaking all the water they were spilling out, <laughs> baby. I went to the white pages. Y'all don't know nothing about that because y'all young. Oh, no. I, I had phone books delivered. <laughs> okay. Yes. So pages. I went to the white pages and I looked up Dr. Garfield and he and um, I didn't talk him. I didn't talk to him till years later and I got on hormones through him because I lied and said that I was 19 years later. But that's the convert. That's what I heard. I heard that conversation. And I was like, oh. And then I met another trans woman. And then I met another trans woman. I was like, this is more me. Mm-hmm. This is more what I identify as. I'm like, okay, okay. Now I see me in this. I'm starting to see mm-hmm. a reflection of who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is what it is. And that's when I started talking to people. And you know, and mm-hmm. it just it just started to everything started to come together in regards to me. So I think there are some people who go through that middle stage of not knowing exactly the language, exactly what it is, and da-da-da-da-da. And we also See, talk I about didn't... the people that that's, that start, that go from woman to man. A lot of those people are often married first, like, to a husband or to mm. a wife, and then they just flip, like... You know, it just happens. It's more common among, from what I've seen, the the older folks that are already married. Because we're going across, we're, we're a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us are just trying to go with the trajectory that society has said that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm, I'm, tr- I'm supposed to grow up and be a girl and get married to a boy who likes me. I kind of like him, not really, but da 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 and i'm just going i'm supposed to get married i'm supposed to be and by the time they go so far they're already in it they probably got children mm-hmm. they're already in the situation and then boom 
this ain't me. Like, I need to totally do a U-turn because this never was me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the, I didn't articulate it. I didn't know how to articulate it. And now I am. So, boom, here I go. And that Bye. person that, that said that probably don't, haven't seen anything behind closed doors. The people dressing, how they feel in private and stuff like that. And then people, a lot of people post pictures of them, like, before, like, dressed as a girl. And then after, like, they don't know what's going on. They, they just, don't know what's yeah, going they on don't in know between. Going on. And, the, and that's exactly what I thought of it. Yeah. And I, I would say that also some children who have parents or people who are guardians who are raising them have, have a better understanding of the LBGT community. They do do that switch as well when you can do that, when people are here for you and they understand what's going on when you're at a younger age you could do that right. switch from male to female and you really don't have that in between because you're able to get that knowledge from whoever it is that's a guardian over you hey there is a middle section and you if uh-huh. you don't feel this way and they explain it to you so i right. think that is another way they can go to their doctor mm-hmm. their primary physician ask questions look at jazz jenny's mother and father mm-hmm. we can go to our doctors and our psychiatrists and people who we have access to to give us what kind of resources that we can get to explain this stuff to our children Mm -hmm. and that narrative is very different from everybody across the spectrum and then you got to add on the fact that how we all think about each ourselves is going to be really different all of us think about ourselves on this Mm -hmm. on this platform think about ourselves pretty similarly Mm -hmm. we are binary people We are, you get what I'm saying? We kind of, we're real similar, but there are some trans folks who do not want to fit in the binary or they fit deep into the binary, more mm-hmm. into the binary than us. Mm-hmm. And so, because I do some non binary shit, you get what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> so do I. And Me then, too. So then, when we, when we get, when they, when, when somebody who is the extreme, runs into a person who's just learning about transness, they might teach them something that that's not necessarily the trans norm. Mm-hmm. And so a person like her, she might have, I don't know, she might have just, just a weird... <sighs> She's just not as educated about the... about the community. And, and people who are listening, if... if I want, And we say this a lot. I'm stuttering so much. Slow down, Mia. We say this a lot. Not every person of the LBGT community speaks for the entire community, just like every black person doesn't speak for the entire community as far as their experience goes and their beliefs. Um, And we're just here. We try to be as objective as possible. Try to be. Um, some about some things that need to be objective, but it's certain things that you're not going. We're not going to be objective about my humanity. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just it. That's just yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So we're not going to be. Um, it's not a thinking whether we should exist or not. It's no choice. Like this is. We're here, girl. We're here. We're going to be here. We have right to be here. This is us. It's, my there's pronouns no, are no choice. There's no maybe or could be in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, my pronouns, my name, my d- d- respecting me as a human being. Mm-hmm. There's no choice. There's no, you don't get to be on the fence about that or mm-hmm. subjective or or um. No, motherfucker, this is who the fuck I am, and right. this is don't d- believe me. End of story. <laughs> right. So I mentioned her to say that the reason why she says she was one of the most hated lesbian turfs in Baltimore is because she cited one of the one of the cases that happened in Europe about a a trans woman named K 
Karen White. And she was basically sentenced to... Wasn't she kicked off of her board or something? Yes, she was kicked off the board because of her... Because of the, What's her, the name of the board? The name of the board... Um, LGBTQ Commission, mm-hmm. Baltimore's LGBT, uh, LGBTQ Commission. And um, so basically the, the, the trans woman, Karen White, she had been committed to prison because she had raped several women. She does not have a sex change. They sent her to the women's prison. So when she committed these rapes, she hadn't transitioned. That they didn't, they weren't specific in that. But they did say, I'm guessing that. No, she I'm went, saying that. I'm not asking. Oh, I'm not sure. But yeah, she did. No, no, no. I'm telling you. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. So when she decided that she wanted to go to jail, it mm-hmm. seems like, you know, I don't even want to say she no shade. Oh, well, do you she, still real? Okay, so let me let me tell you the tea. Then this is the reason why I kind of just say this person, like, this individual, this individual, okay, that identifies as Karen White, the transgender woman. I'm here the for that. Scam. The scam. <laughs> as soon as they decided that they wanted to go to jail, no, they, they just, didn't decide. I mean, as soon as they got caught for doing some fuck shit, they <laughs> got to. Sent they to jail. Got to, they got sent to jail, and the motherfuckers was claiming to be trans. <laughs> right, and so some shit got finagled, and they were sentenced to the women's prison, where they raped two other inmates, two uh, two female inmates. And so she decided to bring up this case to back up that men who... When you say she, we're talking about the turf. And we're talking about the turf, yes. She decided to bring up this case to back up her her quote on saying that men who decide to present or think that they are female are actually still men. And that, and that pushes that narrative that most trans people are doing this to be pedophiles and go to restrooms and peek and shit and try to get you together and rape you and all this extra. So my, I got a couple of questions. It just aligned perfectly with her ideals. Basically. It just was like, Oh, perfect opportunity. Ooh. ooh, Yeah. Yeah. let's, Let's push this through. And my questions are, Do you believe this person was a sham? And how do we protect women from people like this? Also, do you feel that they purposely found a person that identifies as trans and sent them to a woman's prison without a sex change to prove the narratives, to prove that the narratives, um, turfs that they have, I mean, to, to prove that the, the narrative that turfs have. First of all, it's two things. It's two things happening. Both of these bitches is scams. Both. So. Both of them. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't care what anybody say. This dude is lying. (laughs) He is riding the wave that trans folks have broken. The, The... us trying to get right for trans prisoners, real trans prisoners Mm -hmm. to keep, we just talked about this last week on our episode last week. There is certain things that we go up against when we are locked up in the prison system that does not make us safe. So being, um, being in a men's prison is not safe for us. 
That's just what it is. And not that going to a women's prison is going to be safe for us either because those CEOs will try to wear us out too. Right. But, you know, I don't know. But I feel like you're a little bit safer right. in a girl's prison if you're a trans woman. Right. And I don't think that you'll be passed around as a sex slave in a woman's prison. Yeah. Maybe not. I, feel like I don't know. It should just be a whole different section. like So, like a whole different unit for trans women that they send we, from all over the world. Yes. We for talked about that last prison. week too. Yeah. And that doesn't always work because it takes. It, it, it lets them be able to segregate you and not put you in a population to be able to do certain things to get you mm-hmm. out faster. Yeah, so true. we talked about that last week. True. In true. In the thing about it is this motherfucker is using the shit that we've worked for to protect us in the jail system, in the prison system, and using it to victimize people. And I think that's shady. I'm not going to respect your transition, Mr. Karen. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. You are a rapist. I'm not okay with that. I think I think it is the jail system's fault for knowing that you had a history of assault of rape. for rape uh, you had this history you should have never been taken to a women's prison you should have never been transferred you should have been in solitary confinement you said you were trained great do whatever you need to do because this is your history just like it just i just i think it's silly for them and it's a liability it, it's they're liable for putting these women at risk by bringing a fucking assaulter, a rapist into mm-hmm. the mix. It's different if the motherfucker had a history of auto theft mm-hmm. or burglary. This mm-hmm. motherfucker was a predator and you put her, him, into this fucking jail with these women to make them unsafe. I don't think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you put you put them with population. So how were they <laughs> able to get access? Girl, why wouldn't they be in a, a solitary confinement? Bitch, they should have went to the women's prison and bitch, and everybody should have had their eyes on them 24-7. There's no way yes, you're going to put a rapist like it's, against... No. It's around okay. the predators. It's like putting a fucking lion in a whole cage full of... Rabbits. Rabbits. Bitch, just gonna wear them out, girl. So, that was a setup, bitch. And then it was weird because they were like, she was still anatomically male. So I'm like, that is a whole other thing. Like, it would make sense to me if she had a sex, was a change. sex change. But it still's not right. But no. Like, it's just, it's, I totally disagree. I think this, disagree with this, the decision. I think it's shady. I think it's annoying. I think that the prison system is liable for the, mm-hmm. the women who got hurt. Mm-hmm. I do not think that that's okay. I do not align with myself with that fucking person, I Karen agree. White. Yeah. So, but at the same exact time, same exact time, when we talk about the turf that is using this extremely rare situation mm-hmm. to invalidate other trans folks and what they're saying, I think that is wrong too. I think you are trash, ma'am. I think <laughs> you are trash. Rash. You are trash. Because this is a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. This is a very unique situation. Unfortunate, shady, I don't like it, but this is not the norm for trans folks. When we I talk, when you motherfuckers talk about going to the bathroom, there has not been a case about trans women attacking people, a, a trans woman attacking people in the bathroom. For the most part, and we talk about this shit a lot, we always talk about the bathrooms, but for the most part, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes, like at work, I'm nervous, because bitch, I'm like, okay, are the girls trying to look through the little peephole and make sure I put up a little tissue so girls can't get through? Like, 
I done had some few cases where I had eye to eye contact. I'm like, bitch, I'm on the toilet, girl. What you looking at, bitch? Wash your hands and go, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of situations. It's a lot of situations that for us, it gives us anxiety. Right. It makes us feel uncomfortable. And most of the times that I see fucking pedophiles is fucking church motherfucking pastors is pastors. That's fucking <laughs> the little kids. So many it's, it's so many stories. Oh, I started a hashtag, a hashtag called um, still not trans and it's basically anytime you see a motherfucking that's been met that's uh-huh. molesting kids and attacking women and raping women and da 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 you share it and just put still not trans uh-huh. cause you are not gonna find one where a, tra- a trans did it at all it's just not the norm so this is like and even this motherfucker on this case ain't fucking trans mm-hmm. they are not trans okay Stop. just because they identified as that does not oh I can't even say that. God damn. No, you... this is not the case. What? This, there, you know this is a scam. Right, 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 right. You, <laughs> they you, didn't transition before correct. prison. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying, no. no, but I'm saying I couldn't say that just because, because I was going to say it. Just it because it sounded person, wrong coming out. Right, just because yeah. a, a person identifies as trans doesn't make them trans, but I don't want people to think like, oh, okay, you know, you might identify as that, but let's get into some more tea. We need more evidence of you being trans, yeah. which I don't want to get that narrative. That's why I said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, we had that happen in a, in um United States too. This man killed his fucking wife and then goes to prison for it. He murders her, goes to prison for it, and then in the fucking, um, and now we in the jail, he wants to transition, and the state pay for his fucking um, sex, change. sex change. Look, this is why I, did, I wasn't mad at Kamala Harris. I have a problem with that. Does that make me on some turf ass shit? I don't know. I just feel like, no, you killed your wife. You were abusing her. You killed her, mm-hmm. and you went to prison. You gonna sit your ass in prison and ain't nobody paying for are using our tax money to pay for no pussy for you. So you can get a pussy and transfer to the fucking women's prison. And get them together. And no. anything, bitches, y'all should be hounding out free pussies every day. Bitch, you'll get a pussy. You'll get a pussy. <laughs> no. Nobody in jail. You know, I can't be a judge. I I, I, I don't want to be too fuck with it. I don't know. <laughs> I just I can't align myself with that and think that that's okay. Now, then it may be different. Like if you lived as a trans woman way long time prior to going to prison mm-hmm. then i kind of get it like it makes sense is you've been living your life like this but this motherfucker you transition in prison no i'm not buying it get the fuck out of here because <laughs> i mean not buying that puss I, at all girl <laughs> i was just thinking like if i was in prison the only reason why i would want a sex change is if i knew by getting sex change i could transfer there's no way i would want to and that's why they doing it in a male's prison hell no girl but you are a trans woman i get and you want a pussy even if you don't go to right 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 but they know they feel like oh i know if i go i get a sex change i can go into the or if i don't i can just like so in the in the uk like clearly the motherfucker they letting anybody go over there that's so disgusting it's just so i feel like this just like the jesse muller shit smaller shit if this is fake it sets us back. Oh, this is scams. a type of shit that the scammer <laughs> motherfucking shit, the scammer culture that fucks that fucks us up and push us back. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's shady. I feel like it's just like with the hoe, like with hoeing. Mm-hmm. 
Money used to be sickening. I'm, I'm gonna bring it to the <laughs> me and Faith look confused as fuck. But I was like, wait a minute, how we go to from there to Howard? Yeah, okay, like, you know, because I did so that today. Go ahead, well, <laughs> give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Howen, mm-hmm. you remember back in 2005, 2007, 2008, shit was love. The coins was coming in, and then when the Butch Queen started to print and pretending to be mm-hmm. trans women and posting up ads because we was talking too much and giving them tea to make some coins, mm-hmm. they started flooding the market. Turning tricks, for 40, yeah, turning tricks for $40. Yeah, turning tricks for $40. We used to be able to get $300, $400, $250, something cute. And these motherfuckers come in, not really being trans, but just throwing on a wig and a bra and penny set and Women fucking up the game. Fucking up the game. No and hormones, I, fully just, functional. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fucking up the game. Setting our coins back. It's similar to that. Like they did, motherfucker. I do think motherfuckers in certain situations are pretending for a particular game. Mm-hmm. I do. I yeah. think. And sometimes that game could be really extreme. Like, oh, I'm trying to get to the women's prison. And sometimes that game could be. Oh, I'm trying to get a little bit of attention, like the trans women are getting attention. Oh, what about the narrative? Mm-hmm. Some trans women are transitioning to get the trade. <laughs> I've oh, did I, yeah, did I? That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that's we know really that's the truth. We've heard many girls say that. Many uh-huh. popular girls say that <laughs> because there are some men who say, "Oh no, I don't care how female female you present if you don't got no titties, no ass." Mm-hmm. Or all this extra boxes they they put you put trans women uh-huh. to have. If you don't girl, got that, I want to fuck with you. Yeah. And so some of the butch queens is like, I want this, him. this give me a get this gives me access to a different level of guy. Mm-hmm. Once again, men oppress women in a different, unique way. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That's crazy. just what it is. Come just on, Z. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like it's shady. I feel like I think turfs are trash. But somebody called me a turf. Mm-hmm. Because think, thinking about being calling people turfs, somebody called me a turf because I believe that there's a certain level of privilege that male children have being born in a world where they are the intention is to teach them to be on the top of the totem pole when it comes to social. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like, and so maybe I should explain that a little bit. So I think that I've said this before. Mm. I think that when your parents think that you're going to be a boy child, how they protect you is different. Mm -hmm. How they teach you is different. Mm -hmm. How they engage with you is different, but not just your parents, your Mm -hmm. environment too. Mm -hmm. When your environment, and that means all the people around you, your teachers, your aunts and uncles and cousins and da, 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 whoever your neighbor, your neighbor, <clears throat> when you are when they think that you are going to be a boy the level of freedom that you get to have in agency over your body is different mm-hmm. i just think it is mm-hmm. and it might be my particular situation mm-hmm. but i've seen it in other situ- other people's situation too it's not just anecdotal this is what i believe mm-hmm. there is something that happens when you, when your parents think that you're going to be a boy child compared to when your parents think that you're going to be a girl child. Mm-hmm. The mindset is The mindset different. is different. And so the privilege that comes along with that level of freedom, I think, has an effect on how you engage with the world in your future. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay? So um, are there 
rare is this absolute absolute absolutely not is there rare incidents where ooh, this boy child his mother had some kind of thing about wanting to be a girl so she raised him on purpose as a girl from the times that he was born is that gonna be different Yes. Is there situations that's happened? Yes, absolutely. I think that that has happened. But that is not the norm. Mm-hmm. That is a rare instance. So, you know, I, I'm i just telling you people that I've met, when I hear them talk and tell their stories, there's things that I'd notice about, mm-hmm. you it's know, a assigned male at birth people. There's a level of freedom that I think that I think that they have that affects how they navigate the world. There's a mm-hmm. le- le- level of entitlement. This is not every single one. I want to make that clear. Right. Not every single one, but for my own personal life and being in this world as long as I have, 90%. <laughs> and I agree. Now, you know, there's certain there's certain things that we as assigned male at birth people don't have to unlearn as women because we automatic they automatically give it to us. Oh, mm-hmm. true. Because I mean, I mean, I think the rest of the world knows too. Because why would some women or some men get upset when they don't get a specific gender or they're rooting for this specific gender? Of course, uh-huh. there are certain narratives and certain things that they they expect from this child that identifies or as or a is born with this specific gender that they want to manifest. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, come on now. I don't, you know, and if you think I'm turfy because of that, turfy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, that's just what it is. I can, I can take that. And, um, the person who tried to call me out about it, my thing is if you, if you want to, um, if you want to have a conversation about something with me, I am open. And so I ask questions because maybe there is a blind spot that I have. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I ask questions. And each and every time I ask questions about this, nobody gives me something. Even if they send me like research, I'm like, this doesn't dispute what I'm saying. This is something that's cute. Like, okay, thanks for this information. But it still does not undermine the beliefs that I have about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. And so, or they just get to attacking and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay in this conversation and be attacked or disrespected. Mm-hmm. So I do not feel that I'm a turf at all. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I, say that either. I can't, I can't even see how I could be <laughs> like, you know, right. I, I don't know. But anyway, that's what, um, you know, I just wanted to bring that up cause it was weird to me. <laughs> so Karen white, you are a scam. Um, what's the lady name? Her name is Julia. Julia girl. You tried have a it. Seat. You tried it. <laughs> it's not okay. Um, but y'all didn't answer my question. You my know, last one. What was the last question? Well, not the last one. I think it was like the second one. How could you protect women? Oh, that is a good question. That's a wonderful question. How, How can, can you, you protect the women like in the prisons, From people like this. From people like this. God, that is. First of all. Not even in just in prison in the in public in the mm. world like shit I if it was up to me I'd be like all the women be strapped what, <laughs> what is get your gun license gun. bitch yeah. come to Texas so you can <laughs> oh, legal yeah, to carry. come on over here to this conservative <laughs> gun side yeah. <laughs> we air my need guns that's <laughs> the quickest resolution I could think of right oh, now oh god um I don't know. I know the prison, the 
I, like I said, in that particular case, the prison was li- liable. I feel like if you, yeah. this person has the history of being a fucking rapist or assaulter or anything like that, then they shouldn't have been brought into a women's prison. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just what I don't care how trans, how much trans they are. I don't care. No. So as far as the prison system, make sure that there are guidelines and yes, they in are place. following. Yeah, that they are following that that protects the prisoners. Because that that's mm-hmm. honestly a big big way of saying we don't give a fuck about y'all. We're just gonna throw a, a convicted rapist in there that identifies trans. We believe we're gonna we're gonna be open to all. We're just policy. following the rules, you know. They letting these trannies just come on in. So there you go. Good Bunk. luck. Like mm-hmm. almost like they would just let it happen just to because, yeah. I don't know, to be spiteful I, just ass to be bitches. horrible. Because that's evil. Mm, that Oh, how me. evil would that be if that was like the really the motivation the behind it? Yeah. That's horrible. That Not that I put me. it back. Thinking about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have any answer. Told I, I get the policies and the prisons together, but as far as like out in the world, um, you can't. Like we always think that is at the end of the day. We always think that there's some scary boogeyman that's going to jump out of the bushes that we don't know. But usually it's a motherfucker that we do know. Statistically, mm-hmm. people who rape is somebody we know that we live by, that we see every day. Mm-hmm. It's not just some person we don't know. So my problem would be, how do you, how, like, what guidelines would you take to separate the people who are pretending and the people who are not? Are they living their life authentically? How do you live your life authentically? What are those rules? Full time for me. If so specifically you, just for you because you know everybody who identifies as trans don't live full time. I know. So shit. Right. So it's that's difficult. hard. Because you remember that episode we did have Diamond that, uh, about the trans woman who identifies mm. as trans, but they haven't transitioned. They still have a beard and they dress. Well, we know <laughs> one, Miss Renee, that B.A.B. tag. <laughs> What? But they're non-binary. Yes, but she identifies with trans. But yeah. when you see her, if a part, if a normal person saw Miss Renee, they could think that that was just an older man, an older black man. They could mm. see that, right? Mm. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. And so, th- if they didn't know any better, just an mm. older black gay man. And so, for me, but they're still living an authentic life. Like, yeah. they're not a different person one day and another day. Like, when you know Miss Renee, you know that, you know, sometimes she's, she's going to present kind. androgynous. She's sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's going to present androgynous. Sometimes she's going to be in full drag. Sometimes she's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit more masculine. But she, that's consistent to her. And that's underneath like, that transgender mm-hmm. umbrella. Yeah. and it's cause, But it's the consistency of her. Like, like these are the things that I present sometimes. Right. You're going to see it in some pictures. You're going to see it in, like, I think it's the consistency. Yeah. It's like, this is who I am consistently. It's Mm -hmm. not just, oh my God, I go to prison and ooh, now I'm trans. Mm -hmm. Right. When you ain't never lived your life as a trans person this whole time. Mm -hmm. No. So I think it's the lack of, I think it's, I guess that would be it. The limit test would be like the fucking, the consistency of it. Mm-hmm. Like is this this is something that you do all the time? This is this something and not and when I say all the time is that are you a person that pre- present differently all the time? 
Right. You get what I'm saying? So basically, like those same guidelines, uh, I forgot exactly what they are, but they're standards that professionals have to go by in when you're when you're when you're trying to go get your um your hormones, you know, you gotta see a therapist, you gotta see before you see the therapist well, after you see the therapist, you gotta present the doctor with two letters and then you have to live your life two years as female or male and then you can get the hormones prescribed and all that extra. So there's some they're called something something guidelines. Yeah, there is yeah. So they'll basically live, go by those guidelines. I don't know. Some people don't have access to those privileges too. I don't know. So like if I go to a psychiatrist right now and are they going to send me through those guidelines? I've been fucking trans for 20 plus years. Like, are you going to be like, oh, well, today your two year, it's going to start today. (laughs) So two years from now, when you come back, then. (laughs) That didn't happen with me. I know. Well, yeah. No, I don't think they would. But I've heard it happen to people. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would gag. I would be like, bitch, I know you see these titties. (laughs) Bitch, I've been on hormones for a minute, girl. This ain't just a couple of socks and a push, bitch. Girl, it's got some tissue, girl. That's a, that was some time, bitch. I put in time for that, girl. I missed a couple of times when I did well, them pills, but girl. Well, ma'am, yes, ma'am, ma'am, you have you, you, you just came to me. Oh, <laughs> I would be. I would say, oh, bitch, you trying Bye. it, girl. <laughs> I would find a different doctor, bitch. Uh, oh, if yes. that happens to you, mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. I don't know. I think. Shit, I feel these motherfuckers is fucking it up for the rest of us. Stop fucking it up for us. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. All these posers. Poses. (laughs) Charlatans. Baby, because just just remember, they all don't speak for the whole community, okay? Think of that in the same light when you think of individuals. Stop using these hyperbolized situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as like evidence for all of us because yeah. that just doesn't go along with the real narrative of how we live our lives and that's just what it is so i want to talk about recently rupaul um i don't watch rupaul but just because other people in my timeline watch it we were <laughs> they i guess one of the win the the winner of this particular cycle isn't just one person it's two people and they never done that before mm-hmm. so i don't watch it so i don't know all the details of it but i wanted to one of the things that i find ironic about rupaul is that this that drag and transness have always been intertwined and we know that right Mm -hmm. like it has always been intertwined there's trans people who do drag and then there's non-trans people who do drag we all has have contributed to the art of drag for um like since the inception for centuries Mm -hmm. there used to be a i read an article recently about in the 1800s there was these black folks that used to um throw parties all around the city of that was secret private parties mm-hmm. of everybody doing drag in the party and having fun like a masquerade ball having a ballroom fun, a ballroom now it wasn't ballroom yet it had but it's a form of it but it, yeah, yeah it's just like a lot of um just a party for queer folks mm-hmm. and so it was funny one of the the, the 
they would have to move because you know it was it was illegal. It, there was laws on the books that said if you put on the women's clothes and you dress of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. like you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. They actually not just put you in jail; they can put you in a mental facility, and mm-hmm. you could be locked in there for the rest of your life. And gag. So, and this was this was common practice. Just hey, especially if, especially if you were problematic in the city or you were problematic, mm-hmm. and somebody really wanted to get you together, they can do use that form, um, use that as a threat, and use it as to control you and use it as a consequence of you getting out of line. Let's just set you up and sit for this homosexual shit you got going on and put you in jail. Right. And the in the <clears throat> the first implemented law was actually in Columbus, Ohio, um, the which was one of the earliest ordinance uh, ordinances in the United States, which was in 1848. Right. For, and it, it basically stated forbidding people from appearing in public in dress not belonging to his or her sex. Right. Exactly. So the late 1800s to early 1900s, there were, it was kind of a queer, queerness had a particular, um, there was a community like we have right now. Mm -hmm. There was a community and um, drag was a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, People that didn't, who identified as trans, now of course you know they didn't use that language. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there were people who identified as trans. There was people who, um, who did not that contribute that entertain people at these parties that entertain people at these clubs and these speakeasies that would, um, Gladys Bentley was one in the twenties and thirties. Um, and the group of people that I was telling you about who would, who would have the parties of a little fun fact about one of the parties, one of the dudes who was, didn't identify as trans. I don't think, um, but he kind of was a prominent person. He mm-hmm. had coins doing something. And he didn't invite white people to his parties. He wasn't inviting the white people to the party. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so the queer white folks was telling the police where the parties was. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl. To get them to raid it. But this was during, mm-hmm. like, like way before, like, way yeah. before segregation was... Yeah. Implemented the jealous whites, Segre- like racial segregation, right? Yeah, this was way before. Mm-hmm. This was before Jim Crow, right? Um, so that's the way, sick- that's like bitch get caught, get yeah. killed, tight Yeah, so that but they were arre- they would come raid and arrest and arrest all of them and they, and all the black folks got locked up and the white people that was there that he had let come in eventually <laughs> didn't get locked up. Just mm. a pound of back. Yeah, just a pat on the back, but the black folks got locked up. It was kind of funny. But I want to talk about um, this black history moment. I want to talk about Lady Sir Java. (laughs) Sir Lady Java. So, back in... 1960? No. 1964. Bitch, I think it's that. It is. Oh. Was that so, it? Sir Lady Java, not 1964. That was my mama's birthday. Um, um, Lady Java worked as a performer and a female impersonator based in Los Angeles in the 1960s. This was a time when the word transgender didn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Java, Java was known as, quote unquote, the prettiest man on earth. And at the time in Los Angeles, a law called the Rule Number no. 9 made it illegal to impersonate um or personate the other gender 
in regards to costuming and dressing and anything like that that you had that was of the other gender, you can get locked up for rule number nine. Um, and it was used frequently to for to for, by authorities to break up any kind of community and trans event that was happening because you know we know how important community is for us Mm -hmm. um and so they would use this little rule to come in and break it up Mm -hmm. um sir lady java became increasingly popular because she was so pretty Mm -hmm. and um and a lot of local bars, like even like cishet bars, would mm-hmm. hire her because she was like an attraction. And she was bringing in the coins. She was bringing in the coins. She would fill up, fill up spots like any other celebrity person. She would fill up the situation because, hey, I'm this born as a male person, but I look so much like a girl. And so, um, she was sickening. Y'all have to Google her. <laughs> so yeah, she was she was really doing her thing, and she was rumored to be in relationships with Red Fox, Richard Pryor. Now we know through Richard Pryor's history and his books and his diaries and da da da, da that he was queer. He was a queer boy. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't post him on Marsh's Play Story when I was doing all this <laughs> queer black people. <laughs> but he didn't identify publicly, but mm people like in his his diaries yeah he was dl he messed with marlon quincy jones was talking about he messed with marlon brando and um and he talked no and no no no. let me say this he talked about it in his stand-up so it's not like it was like yeah it's not like it was like oh somebody's putting this tea out no i said don't let no faggot suck your dick because they gonna tell people (laughs) like this is shit that he would say in his in his stand up, he know he was sucking dick. Yeah, he said that. He, he was he saying, was I'll, he, he, I'll let you know. I, I have it. to show it to you. Yeah, I, I know he it. was saying he was freaking like he says, you know, don't let them. He just, I'll let you play it okay. anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, so he literally is coming out of his own mouth. So, it's not like something far, somebody just telling T. It's confirming tea that he already untold everybody. He used it as a, com- a comedic tool to talk mm, about it. Okay. So, legend. So, legend. Legendary. <laughs> and it was like, fuck it. So, <laughs> so, bitch. So, this is not far fetched for him to, you know, have messed with her mm-hmm. <laughs> and then been in relationship with them because, you know, it's documented that she has been a part of this club scene. And so, in 2000. Not 2000. Um, before I get to that. Um, so. She worked at the Red Fox Club. Yeah, that was at his club. Mm-hmm. And um, it was shut down. So she hired the civils, civil rights, um, a- ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, to go up against and legally challenge that law. Right. But the the reason why she did that was because they had sent the police in there to shut down specifically her the club because she was ma- she was making coins there and they, right. they hired the police to shut it down. And so at first when she <clears throat> she tried to battle it, they were like, oh, girl, they threw her out. And so that's when she did that. Eventually. Um. With the support of her public friends like Red Fox, Lena Horne, Sammy Davis Jr., Mm -hmm. Richard Pryor, and it goes on and on, she ended up winning the case. And she ended up, she ended up, at first she lost, but then somebody else came back with Mm -hmm. a similar case. And because she had broke the barriers down already, they won. Mm -hmm. And so, 
That's some little black history for y'all. I which think is that bomb. is which is bomb and come. I don't know if I want to say. No, I'm not gonna say that. So, <laughs> so I, I I think it speaks to our drag history. Like we've been in this shit. So, girl, I don't understand why the <laughs> girls are trying to push us out of drag. Like we don't. Like we ain't been performing and pushing shit forward for the girls. To get up in geesh. <laughs> get up in geesh and really, 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 really turn it out and be an entertainer. There have been trans drag queens that have paved the way for you, RuPaul, <laughs> and the rest of the drag queens. It would not be a business that it is if it wasn't for these girls setting the stage for it to be a business. So the fact that you are not making a trans cycle because I feel like, like I've said before, I feel like if he just did an all trans drag cycle, Mm -hmm. he would appease everybody Mm -hmm. and it will be entertaining. It will be sickening. Mm -hmm. And like, yo, just do just like Tyra did when she did the plus size cycle, just like when she, like she, when she did the short cycle, when she did an American necktie model, she did these cycles. She even had a A men's cycle, a a trans trans girl. Yeah. um, A couple of ISIS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to come on, yo. Like, you got to get it together. Um, we have too much history in that form of artistry. And I just wanted to bring her up and yes. say, tell y'all about Sir Lady Java. Yeah, because she was bomb. She was actually, um, she was in a movie back then. She was doing a lot of big things. Mm-hmm. Like, And she, she was originally from New Orleans. So she moved from New Orleans to L.A. And yeah. that's how everything took took off because i think she started in new orleans first yeah she was creole girl yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that was a show y'all it would be all right it would be all right all right bye y'all bye (laughs) y'all you gonna say bye 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 Bye. oh that was kind of creepy on a (laughs) on a karen white on a karen white we'll be in the women's prison yes meet me there (laughs) bye Bye, y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright.